Hi, my name is Marcus E. Ako. I've been wanting to write a fiction novel for a very long time now. Decided to go and ask some experts for help. Here are some of those experts that lended a hand. My name is Meg Latour. Courtney Price. Michael Oran. Kirstia. I'm Mark Pearson. I'm Monique from the BookTube channel Reading with Mo. These and many other experts gave me loads of tips on how to navigate the world of publishing. I took all of their advice and I put them in videos on the new YouTube channel, The Idiot on the Writer's Block. Just go to YouTube and type in The Idiot on the Writer's Block and subscribe if you want to get expert tips on how to write, publish, and promote your first fiction novel. And if you have other questions that you would like to see answered, leave them in the comments of the videos. I will definitely read them and I'll get our experts to help us out. That way, this idiot can help you write your novel. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I'm the idiot on the writer's block. Well, look at this! Here's the guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn hero, sir. Ain't we just? I know this has been difficult. The move and a new stepfather, but we're gonna make a good life. What are you? The cosmic staff is extremely temperamental. The staff's not supposed to work for anyone except Starman. This has to be the reason the staff lit up. The staff chose me, and I choose you. I never thought there'd be another Starman. Star girl. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes this happens. Um, Marcus cuts out and uh, all of a sudden he freezes. You can't hear any sound, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yes, you did. So, did I cut out? What? Oh, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll do that again. I was so just two. starting. <laughs> all good. I'll, I'll, I'll do that again. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell. Excellent. And we are uh, here with uh, a guest this week is an actor of the show, Stargirl. Please introduce yourself and tell us who you play on Stargirl. Hey guys, I'm Trey Romano. I play Mike Dugan on Stargirl on the CW. In the UK, we don't uh, have the CW, although we do get certain shows from the CW either on E4 or Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime. More, it's most likely going to be Netflix. I'm sorry, as E4 that we'll be getting Stargirl. It should be coming out, I believe, on Amazon Prime sometime later on this year. But for those of us who don't know what the show Stargirl is all about, can you please tell us what it is? Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's about the main character, played by Breck Bassinger. Uh, Courtney Whitmore moves from L.A. to Nebraska with her new step family, and I play the stepbrother, and Luke Wilson uh, plays my father. And uh, we, we move to, you know, Nebraska, and she discovers that her father might be be a, a superhero from the JSA days back in the 40s. So um, this kind of whole thing like happens in Blue Valley in Nebraska where they're staying, and they figure out that you know uh, that there might be some like villains there, and there's a lot of a lot of shady stuff going on. And she kind of uh, Courtney kind of spearheads the next generation of these superheroes. So she recruits all these you know young kids to kind of uh, carry on the legacy. And, you know, Luke Wilson kind of plays as like the uh, um, sidekick almost. And I am, you know, just the, the stepbrother, like I said, to, um, to Courtney. And it's just, it's just a, it's a sweet story. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of morals to it um, that, you know, a lot of, I, I think, that, you know, a lot of CW shows are like kind of missing and it adds this kind of like, you know, new flavor to the, to the lineup. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's overall, it's a fresh new take on superheroes in general, because there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of, you know, there's some really gritty, dark stuff and, you know, just overall very well-rounded show. And it's uh, a breath of fresh air for everyone that's watching the CW and, you know, DC universe. Uh, yeah. So the CW has a stable of uh, superhero TV shows. I mean, the Arrowverse, Flash, Supergirl, and now uh, Star, Stargirl. Uh, and they all seem to be, obviously, they are all DC uh, products of the DC uh, universe. Uh, were, are you a fan or were you a fan of DC comic books, DC stories before going on to Stargirl? Or is this a new experience for yourself? This is largely a new experience for me. I, I always liked, um, you know, the Dark Knight series, like with uh, Heath Ledger and, you know, 
that that was that was really my first introduction to um, DC, and um, I, I think that was probably like the the biggest thing that I you know the, the biggest DC DC thing that I ever watched. Never really watched Justice League or anything like that, and it, it was it was a little bit of like almost a culture shock, I would say like going on the star girl, because like there's so many terms and stuff that I didn't know. And along with like Luke Wilson and everything that Jeff really helped us out. Uh, the showrunner, Jeff um, Johns, he, he really, you know, he helped us out a lot. Um, just running us through like what all these characters do and what all these, you know, like what the, what their backstory is and everything like that. So even though I didn't really have a big history with DC universe and, I, I really did get this like almost um, refresher course from, you know, the man himself, Jeff Johns, who has really done a lot of great like uh, superhero work and even stuff outside of that. And I got to watch some of the stuff that, you know, he's done like Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, like I've, I've read some of his comics. So it's, uh, it, it was, it was a lot at once. So it was, it was just a bunch of information, you know, coming in like really quickly. And it was, it was kind of for all of us interesting, especially for the superhero characters, hearing about their characters and like their backgrounds and everything like that. But yeah, that, that was, that was really the first time I was ever introduced to the real like DC fandom. That was the first, um, that, that was the first time outside of like, you know, Marvel and like the mainstream superheroes that I really ever heard about the story in general. You just and, gave us a clue there. Okay. Um, you just gave us a clue there. You say that um, all the superheroes. Um, is is your character one of the supers? Actually, no. Uh, Mike Dugan, which is my character, he um, he mainly is just the uh, step brother of Courtney, the stepson of um, of Pat and Jeff Johns. The way he originally uh, wrote um, Mike's character and Pat's character. Uh, is that they were kind of like the comedic relief of the show. You know, there's, there's a lot of kind of dark stuff in the show and they, they really have um, this kind of uh, connection and this really comedic um, just way about them. Cause they were on the road for a long time before they ever got to the, to LA or Nebraska or anything like that. So they really have this almost like brotherly bond, even though they're father and son and that, you know, that really helped um, the show in, in general. So it, that, Pat and Mike are, are really like the, 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 you know, comedic relief. And that's, it really does fit in the show pretty well. Jeff was very happy with all the stuff that Luke and I were doing. So um, Mike is, is, you know, really just that, like that younger brother who's just the comedic relief. But at the same time, later in the season, like stuff does start getting more serious for Mike's character and also for, you know, um, for Luke's character and the whole show involved. So it really does take this like dramatic turn towards like the middle of the season, which it really brings out a lot of this like drama because everything was so light in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, you know, Mike, Mike is not a superhero. It's always possible in season two, you know, I've, I've heard that a bunch of stuff like that happens in other CW shows and superhero shows. So, you know, fingers crossed, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy how, you know, Mike's character is being written right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we'll just have to see during season two, but for right now, no, Mike is not a superhero. Excellent. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus Iaco. I'm David Campbell. And we're here, our guest this week is Trey Romano. He's one of the stars of the hit CW superhero show, Stargirl, uh, should be coming on Amazon Prime later on this year. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit more about the crew that you were working with before we move back into well, the comic book aspect of Supergirl. So some of the uh, some of the cast of characters, some of the actors on, on set, you have you mentioned Luke Wilson, Amy Smart, uh, Henry Thomas, Joel McHale. I love Joel McHale from Community and Amy Smart. Those of us who were watching all the road movies like the, the uh, Road Trip and and uh, all, all the sort of slacker comedies in the yeah. night would know Amy Smart. Luke Wilson, obviously part, part of the, the Wilson brothers, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. Your experience in acting has been with some heavyweights. I'll come to Bo Bridges in just a second. What have you gotten from them as, a, as, as being able to work with these people who've been working for decades in the business? What have you learned from these actors? Well, number one is just, you know, be genuine, be genuine with yourself. Just when, you know, I, I, I remember one of the first days I was on set, I asked Luke, you know, how do you prepare? Like, how do you get into character? And, you know, 
like a bunch of that, you know, those, those are really like hard questions for an actor. Just that's, you know, everyone has their own process and everything. And I remember Luke, super humble, super straight. And was like, I just try not to forget my lines. And I thought that was hysterical. I was just like, you know, it's, and uh, you know, he kind of carried, and even Bo Bridges and everyone like that, they all, they all carried that kind of vibe about them. They're always just humble, like, you know, genuine people. And, you know, just, just stay genuine. Just don't, don't let it get to your head. And, you know, the other thing is like making your own stuff. I know like Luke, he, he's a writer. He writes a lot. You know, he's uh, even, he's been trying to put this movie together actually recently that I got the privilege to read. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he was, that was one of the big things as well. Just always, you can't always rely on people in the business. You always, you really have to rely on yourself. So, you know, him, him, you know, telling me that and just really, really just good information. Not, not, not like, not like stuff that people say like, oh, like, you know, follow your dreams or, you know, whatever it is, all that cliche stuff, just actual real things that are really helpful. And, you know, like we, we had the privilege to have a lot of creative, uh, creative freedom um, on the show on Stargirl because we, you know, we were like the two comedic kind of characters in the show, which was, first of all, a privilege to be even considered next to Luke Wilson as a comedic character, which was, you know, really awesome. But we also, you know, had the opportunity to write our own scenes and show them to the, the showrunner and stuff like that. So it, it, it was, I learned a lot, not even, you know, from advice, but just from experience, just from experience, just like, I, I know I'm confident in myself enough to, you know, if I wrote this, I can show it to somebody or if, if you know, I want to make this strong choice, I can't. So it's, it, it's just a bunch of, you know, unspoken things that I really just learned from being around them, just their personas and how they interact and how they act. So it's, uh, just, I've, I've probably learned, you know, more than, I, I've learned more than any acting class or anything like that ever, because, you know, just everyone says, just being on a show, being in it, um, that teaches you more than you'll ever learn, you know, like when they say that you're, you know, if you want to learn Italian and you go to Italy for like three weeks, they, you'll learn Italian. So that's, that's kind of what I relate it to. It's like learning a language when you, when you're submerged in it and you're always constantly in it, then you, then you, figure out a lot of, about yourself, how you interact and how you, you know, tackle a scene. And you also learn a lot from everyone else. So, you know, it's, it was just a great learning experience, I think for everyone. And this, this hiatus between us filming season one and season two, I think it's really given a lot of us a lot of time to like look back and, you know, look at what we've done in season one and, you know, reflect on it and kind of look at what we could do better and what we like. And it's just, you know, it's a blessing that we got to do it the first place, but I think it's going to even be be even better in season two. I'm glad you brought that up, and I want to I want to cover that before I move on to the next topic I'm looking at. Um, what's happening with regards to the pandemic and shooting of season two? Well, with with season two, we uh, the targeted timeline right now is just sometime it would be released in 2021. So it could really theoretically start shooting anytime between now and, you know, 2021 or early 2021. So, you know, there's like, even now, uh, there's a lot of shows filming in Atlanta, you know, Tyler Perry was doing a lot of stuff. Even Luke's brother Owen was doing a TV show down here. He's probably still, I think he's still filming actually, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that's still, um, you know, going on that's actually just started happening. So it's really up to like anyone at this point, it's up to the network. It's up to what they feel comfortable with because theoretically, if you really wanted to start now, you could. Um, but you know, Jeff Johns and the writers and everything of the writer's room, they all have to have a lot of time to, you know, um, get this season started. And I know Jeff has, I know Jeff's had a lot of time to put this together and, uh, he's he's been working with his team and everything like that and from what i've heard you know he, he just has he has this whole you know amazing storyline uh multi-seasonal that are, are is really already laid out so i i'm i'm pumped i'm ready and i know it's going to be good i have faith in jeff wholeheartedly because i know what stories he can tell and i know he's capable of that so it's 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 really up to anyone at this point but i, I hope we start as soon as possible 
That, that's um, it's good to hear you say that. One of the things DC has really, uh, I, I guess CW for one, uh, have really done is they brought the DC um, stories and they've done very well with DC stories on TV. I know, say what you will about the the, the movie world or the cinematic universe where yeah. Marvel seems to be dominating in on TV. Whether it's quantity or quality, I guess that's it's easier to say quality because of the amount of output for DC on TV. But Stargirl seems to be in there as well. It's already getting nice critical buzz uh, for season one. As you as you mentioned, it's it's uh, light. It's lighter than what the Arrowverse pretty much was leading towards. Yeah. Whether, I know, obviously, as you said, the more you go on, it'll get darker, which is great. It's great for stories to explore that aspect as well and not just be superficial. So it'll be great to see that coming in. Now, I want to ask you, I know this is, as you said, this is your first foray into uh, the comic book world. Have you, for press, for press and publicity, hit the uh, comic book conventions yet for Stargirl? Well, with... I I I'm I'm not really um I'm not really aware of uh, how many um you know cons and stuff have been going on during the uh, pandemic, but I, I know there are some that are definitely going to be lined up after season two. Uh, I know like you know the the show leads like Breck and you know like the, all the superheroes like the JSA like Cameron Gelman and Angelica Washington and uh, Abed Monreal, they're all um kind of doing these online um fandom things which is really cool and um you know that's that that's kind of the extent of it for season one but for for season two they're planning some pretty cool stuff with in-person cons everyone's going to be going there's going to be you know like uh, tokyo and new york and san francisco and honestly i'm looking forward to that more than anything because just being with your cast and all these amazing places and amazing locations that's just going to be probably you know, like a highlight of uh, us being together. But that's, um, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty much all I really know. I'm pretty sure Mike's character and, and you know, I'm going to be uh, in, in those um, cons and stuff like that, comic cons. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I know I've, I've, um, I, I've, I've seen some of the stuff that, um, you know, the JSA have been doing, like the superheroes and stuff like that. So that just makes me even more excited because it looks like a great time. Try not to um, be too upset by, by me asking this, but um, who taught you to drive? Who told me to drive? That's a good question, actually. Um, well, I would probably say my father, the mechanic, is uh, in the show. Pat, my father, also plays a mechanic, and he drives old cars, and, you know, he's, he's one of those. He's a car guy. So if, if I was to guess, it would probably be my father, yes. But <laughs> I have a little suspicion that Mike maybe was not driving the car, that he just stopped the car and then quickly entered it as I did on set. So uh, I, I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe season two, they'll explore the uh, Mike running people over. Um, <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying anything about say that. <laughs> I just wanted to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yes, you're right. So I, I, I don't know what anyone's guess at this point, but. Yeah, so, you know, major spoiler there delivered by train, not me. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, thanks, Mark thanks for leading DC. You know? Thanks for leading him into it. <laughs> You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm David Campbell. And we have one of the stars of the new hits CW series, Stargirl, uh, Trey Romano. Uh, Trey, thank you very much for joining us. I want to ask some more questions uh, and moving away from Stargirl. Um, you're relatively new in the industry. You've, you've done a number of projects with some, I mentioned Bo Bridges. You've worked with Luke Wilson. You've moved on from there. Uh, where, where do you see your career path in the industry, do you see yourself staying in and sort of uh, focusing more on the acting side of things, or would you consider perhaps moving, as you mentioned, with Luke writing, etc.? Would you look to go in that particular direction and create your own work, or would you rather hone your craft as an actor? I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great question because I, the people that I've always looked up to in in writing and acting and directing have always been, you know, the trifecta, like the triple threat that have written, directed, and acted in their own things, like John Favreau and, you know, you know, like Vince Vaughn and Taika Waititi, who is a genius. Uh, and I, th those are the people that I've always, you know, really looked up to. Uh, and 
and that's that's always been my goal. I've always wanted to create things, um, not not just in, in front of the camera. I I love that. I love bringing someone else's vision to light. Um, but at the same time, I would always, I I always tell everyone this that as an actor, the most important thing in acting is writing. I think if you're an actor and you're not writing, you should you should start because just writing. And acting go, you know, in tandem. And once you once you start writing on your own, you can start start like, um, you know, problem solving on your own. You can start breaking down things that this character is thinking. And at the same time, you know, creating good stories and like perfecting your story structure. And that 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 really um, that that's that's what has driven me at least. That I I, I want to create unique things as well as also I, I would love to be just given a script in front of me. Like I, I would want to see what you can do with this. I, I love both aspects of in the industry and um, you know, I eventually, like I said, I would like to do all three. Um, I don't know how viable that is, but you know, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely try my best, but uh, I, I also firmly agree. And this is actually something that Taika Waititi said that, you know, there's, there's too many depressing things on film because you know, there's, sorry, let me actually like restart that quote because I completely, I really, I was looking at something in my room, but uh, he said, life is too depressing as it is. And I, just, I don't want to go to a theater and just see something more depressing. So I, I firmly believe in that too. And like, you know, with my writing, I've always tried to make it as, you know, original and, um, you know, light, but also it's sometimes, you know, of course, dark as it can be, you know, it's a, movies like i forgot even who said this i hate like i'm quoting all the time but someone said you know like movies are human that's why everyone likes them there's up and like there's ups and downs and you know everyone's life and so so is there in in movies so you know i i just i firmly believe that with even just as a creative in general just having a lot of depth to your characters that you play or the depth to the you know screenplays you write it doesn't really matter but just you always have to have that depth and no matter what you do your influences i mean you mentioned john favreau vince vaughn taika waititi and you even just said it yourself it, it, you've, you sort of paint the impression that you lean more towards comedy quirky comedy than you would towards uh drama and i i guess obviously you can't really, I, I, I'm just making the assumption, you're not going to isolate yourself and say, actually, I'll just be in that one box uh, and just be a comedic actor. In 10, 15 years from now, your life may change, you may, your experiences may influence you, and you decide to move in a particular di a different direction. Um, so would it be safe to assume that if you were to choose your path, you would go towards, uh, say, towards light? In other words, uh, comedy... Uh, and uh, a lighthearted comedy, quirky comedy, such as Taika Waititi's work, uh, or do you feel yourself actually, you know, you might try that a little bit, but you're more willing to want to experiment a little bit more? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question because I've been writing um, unofficially for about four years before this, and this year I really try to start taking stuff seriously and. You know, I, I've, I finished one screenplay this year and one, I, I would like to call it a professional short because it's not just like a short film that you could, you know, film like, but it's, 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 a, it's a short form script that is definitely, it's, it's supposed to be, it's written as an all out, you know, uh, full budget. But um, I, I, I've tried many times actually to write a drama and I just cannot bring myself to do it, at least now. I, I just... I, I think it's maybe just my personality in general that just like, even when I'm writing, I can't help but add just, you know, like stupid funny stuff in that I would like, it's not, it's not even stupid funny stuff. It's, I, I, the stuff that I love is just that, you know, you know, bringing humor out in dark situations, which I think, you know, Taika Waititi and Wes Anderson have done beautifully. You know, it's just, they, it's, it's the, it's the little to no emotion and what someone's saying makes it so deep. That's what makes it so you know, that's what makes it so powerful because you can really see what's going on in someone's head, even though, um, you know, they're not outwardly bawling or laughing or crying. It's just, it's something that's almost a masked um, emotion. And that's, 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 those are the movies that I love, just masked emotion that are, you know, like just things light, 
in the dark and dark in the light is almost like what it pretty much is just bringing out the small moments and stuff like that. And people that write like 100% dramas that just like, you know, it's just like completely depressing the whole way through. I'm just like, I don't think I could ever do that. Just, I couldn't bring myself to write that. And you know, the script that I just actually finished writing my feature length screenplays, you know, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs and um, that's, for me, that's the most fulfilling. And who knows, it might change down the road. One of my uh, best friends and uh, an amazing writer, he just finished, um, as, far as, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think it's ready for the screen drama. I, I, love, I, I, love, I love like watching them, I love reading them, but I just personally can't bring myself to write them. But you, you know, who knows, that might change down the road. But for right now, that really is my interest. You mentioned Taika Waititi as an influence. Off the top of your head right now, what's your favorite Taika Waititi movie? Boy, boy, I think it's, I, I, everyone always really looks at um, Jojo Rabbit as his best film, which I will say, I, that, is, that was my favorite Taika film before I saw Boy. No, actually, sorry, hold on. I, I, no, I watched Boy before I watched Jojo Rabbit. I'm sorry. But um, I, I came back to Boy, actually, after I watched Jojo Rabbit because I watched Boy quite a long time before I ended up watching Jojo Rabbit. And I really didn't really, uh, you know, know too much about Taika. And I, I, I loved his work in Boy, but I never really paid attention to who was really doing it. I was like, I love that movie. It was one of my favorite movies. I watched Jojo, which was just, I think, some of the best cinema in a long time, just based off the tugging of your heartstrings and how much that you can in, endure in like a 90 minute showing, you know, that you, and Taika said, he's like, you know, you, 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 when you can laugh and cry in the same sitting, you know, that's how I know I achieved my, my job. And um, personally for me, Jojo Rabbit was an amazing story and it tackled something so unbelievably dark with such a, you know, amazing view, a, a lens of a child. And that's honestly his, um, that's his wheelhouse that he always, you know, looks from the lens of, of, of children. And that just makes everything in and of itself, just this whole different world. Cause you're not, you're not assuming a movie to be like that. You know, like if you were to watch Citizen Kane through a child's eyes, it would probably be different. So that's, that's the, that's the overall just creativeness, but going to boy, I think boy is such a honest story. It was just, there's, there's, there's no fluff. Like you can argue that like, you know, the, the Jojo rabbit was a little like glorified. Clearly it is. It's a, you know, it's supposed to be glorification of something that shouldn't be glorified because you're trying to make people remember how awful it was. But also with boy, I just think that it's, it's so grounded and so real that you, I don't know. I just, that, that I just think is one of the most human movies I've seen. Also just, you know, this, this kid that, is has lived his whole life thinking his dad is the superhero and he meets him and he and he's not that's like that's just such a kick in the shorts and, and you know you you have to you have to cope with that you know he might not be the best but he's still my father and you know also all of these all of his other kids you know look up to him and that's that was like a, the beauty of that last scene of like boy i just think that's that's some of the the best work out there you cut very good pick um, uh, for Taika Waititi. Uh, um, huge fan of his um, boy. I saw fairly recently, about a year and a half ago, and absolutely right. It's it's really it's it's, it's very sen it's sentimental, but in the right way uh, because, as you said, the entire movie is, is seen through the child's eyes, and you can't help but feel for both the character and for for the dad, magnificently played by Taika Waititi uh, as well. Um, final question I want to ask before we move on to our next segment. Uh, you're learning the guitar. There's a guitar hanging right behind you. What's your favorite tune to play on the guitar? Well, actually, I, I've been playing guitar for about five years now. And, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, um, but I, you know, I, I never really took any uh, guitar lessons. I, I'm completely self-taught. Um, I, I kind of almost have a, you know, I, I have a good ear with, like, listening to, like, to, to music and, you know, trying to replicate it. Uh, but I, I really, with, with music, and it's also like, you know, the, the same as film, just I, I like, you know, creating my own stuff. And 
uh, I, I've, I've probably learned like one or two actual songs and I'm like, oh, I want to learn the song. But other than that, you know, I just, I try to learn techniques. I try to take techniques from Jimi Hendrix or, you know, Eric Clapton and then apply them to something that I play on my own. Um, and, you know, that's, that's almost kind of a metaphor of, you know, my writing and, and acting and just creativeness in general. You take a little bit from everywhere and you kind of throw this into this hodgepodge of, you know, um, you know, wh whatever it is that you're doing. So, yeah, with, with guitar, you know, I, my main influences are Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton. Uh, I, I, I love Slash, but I don't really think that's, you know, a big influence. I don't really play like, like you know, like rock, I don't think. But, um, you know, I just, I, I, try, to, I try to play as, as much as I can. And I, I'm always trying to learn something new because, you know, I, I don't really learn specific songs, but I, I always look up different techniques like on YouTube to see like what kind of riffs you can do and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, overall, I just, I just love to tinker on my guitar. It's just something that can just get your juices flowing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been playing guitar for a long time and I don't think I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, last question, and it's going back to uh, Stargirl. Um, you said earlier that you thought that you and your dad provided the, the kind of comic relief to the show, but wouldn't you actually or would you say, because you've got to understand, I'm in England and I haven't seen the show, he says, um, would you actually say that yourself and your dad are actually providing the anchor to the show? Wow, no, that's, that's a really great question. And in, in a way, in, in a way you could argue that I, I, th I think that Breck Bassinger, who plays the main character, is just phenomenal. She's one of the best actresses I've ever worked with and also seen on screen. Um, just her work ethic is incredible and amazing. And I, I think what Jeff told, or the Jeff, the, the creator, told Luke and I, after the show was completely edited, we were, uh, you know, we were all talking and he just said that these, these scenes really bring out, you know, the, the good and, you know, characters and the good in these people, even though it's kind of a pseudo dark show that we, we almost built this relationship from a comedic angle and then it grew throughout the story into, you know, a little more dramatic stuff. And it, 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 it really did have that full cycle, which made the relationship really realistic and very human, like I said. So um, in a way, I guess you could argue that, but there's also, you know, a bunch of other amazing relationships on the same page as that. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I just think that Luke and I took advantage of the situation. We, we really tried to capitalize on our characters. We tried to, you know, hang out as much as we could to really build that father and son bond. And, you know, he's, he's a great friend of mine, I consider him. And, he, you know, it's just that it was so easy to play on screen because we really enjoyed each other in real life. We, you know, we would play golf, we would go out to dinner, we'd write our own scenes and stuff like that. And it was just, I, I think it was just a very genuine on-screen um, relationship. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell. And we are joined by one of the stars of Stargirl, the new superhero show uh, uh, from the CW Network. It's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime uh, end of this year, maybe end of August, beginning of September. We have Trey Romano, uh, not in the studio, but on a Zoom call with us. And he is now going to uh, this entire next section, which is the top five favorites, is directly for Trey Romano, not for any of us. We're not contributing to this one. And the category for this week is uh, top five favorite TV show superhero TV shows or superhero TV shows. Oh. Romano, are you ready with your number five, with your top five? Me? I think I, I might not even have a top five. I might have a top two or a top three. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. You know what? What we'll do is we'll, we'll keep it. Obviously, we know Stargirl, Stargirl is not going to be part. It's not going to be in okay. one of okay. them. So okay. we already know that Stargirl is going to be number one. So we discount Stargirl. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's, this is your show, your episode. So if you want to go top three, we're fine with that. You can All go right. three. 
favorite superhero TV shows? We might have uh, some suggestions to you to uh, for you to watch as well. Yeah, I would always take suggestions, but I, I I've I've seen only a few, and the, the the one that I've seen uh, is The Flash on CW, and I don't even know if this is considered a superhero show, but on the Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, that is definitely yep. That that is also the boys. I think. Uh, Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, You know, I just I think the boys is number one brilliant because, and also you know I'm gonna also tag in Umbrella Academy with this because uh, they're they're both humorous but at the same time really pushing that superhero content in this dark gritty way, Uh, like like. you know, like I, I forgot, was it the seven or something? The seven in the boys, the the seven, like they were like such gritty, like just ruthless people. You know that, and it, I thought it was so, um, so refreshing to kind of see that. Just it was just raw. Like it was just you, you could just tell that it was just the these like the these you know top rich pompous people that are just controlling this like whole entire syndicate of superheroes, which it's, it's hard to even argue that they're superheroes in the first place. But, uh, you know, I think that was just brilliant. Umbrella Academy, I'm only halfway through the first season, actually, but I'm, already, I'm still going to add it in because I think it's just also brilliant. I actually um, auditioned for Umbrella Academy uh, three times. I actually went to a producer session and everything. They ended up going uh, older. But I think uh, the kid who plays five, the role that I was go, uh, auditioning for, uh, he does an incredible job. He's an amazing actor, and I think that's probably the best fit for the show. Of course, uh, I, and and again with it, with that, I just think it's so creative. That's just it's just so creative. I, it's just this whole new thing, and I I didn't I'm I'm not sure. So maybe you could tell me, but is is that based off like a, a story already, or is that a completely yes. new concept? Okay. Yeah. So both so so both both of them are so um the boys is based on a gareth ennis i believe it's gareth ennis um a graphic novel um series um and the umbrella academy as well is also based off of its own set of graphic novel series as well so yes they are established works that have just been adapted for uh for television i believe and i'm not entirely sure don't quote me on this because i haven't actually read the umbrella academy books the boys yes i have read um, the Umbrella Academy kind of is close, so that the Netflix show is close to, or is closer to the uh, source material than The Boys is to mm-hmm. its source material. So The Boys has its the the base elements are there. So you have the main characters. Obviously, they've changed some of the main characters uh, as it is. Ma- mainly the the main character Huey. Because uh, the main character Huey is supposed to be Scottish. Actually, it was based on Simon Pegg, who plays. Oh, really? Show. Yes. So if you read the books, um, it's actually it's basically a it's a graphic image of Simon Pegg. Um, but obviously, he was way too old to play Huey, and as such, he ended up as a cameo plays Huey's dad. Um, so there's that, and it's sort of he's now American rather than Scottish. Um, the story elements as well have changed a little bit. Some of the storylines still cross, but they've changed it a little bit. I mean, they probably still will stick with some of the storylines in the graphic novel, but I don't know how far into the graphic novel they will go because of some of the changes they've already made. Some characters are just changed wholesale. Um, so, but uh, and, and was it was it originally like that dark in in the in the comics? Oh, okay. It's it's even darker in the in the comics. Um, it it goes it if they if they do follow the, the whole idea was that they want. I mean, if effectively, and I, I'm not I, I don't, I'm not speaking for Alan Moore himself. Alan Moore is the creator of Watchmen. One thing that Watchmen was all about was just. Oh, I haven't watched that. I need to watch that. Oh yes, that's a TV show you should watch. You're asking for recommendations, so um, this is a time where I start <laughs> speaking nonstop. Um, please feel. The internet is going to switch off in a second to shut yeah, me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I, I would say to you, watch the film first because um, the Watchmen film first. Watch the Watchmen film first, then go to the series. Okay. Yeah, definitely watch the Watchmen uh, the film first. If you if 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 your dad will allow you, because it's um it's kind of like um. <laughs> He's a grown man, David. <laughs> He's a grown man. He can watch. If he watched The Boys, 
and he watched Umbrella Academy. He is okay to watch The Watchmen. Yeah, um, okay, but then, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, officially he's only fourteen, so you know, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to temper that, if you see what I mean. Our, our recommendations, you know, you're you're not supposed to be watching these, but if you are allowed to, I would recommend that. 2020, 2020's 14 is 1980s 21, okay? So it's like, wow. you know, the stuff, the stuff that you get to watch. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you saw what I was watching when I was 14, you would say that. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So just, just to add to what David is saying, if you do want to watch the Watchmen TV show, and I highly recommend that as well. It is a great TV show to watch. Um, he is right. Watch the, TV, the, watch the Zack Snyder movie first. There are a lot of people. Oh, that it was directed cursing. by Zack Snyder. Yes, yeah. there are uh, a lot of people who are cursing me right now, who are going to listen to this and right now yelling because I'm saying you should watch the Zack Snyder uh, film because it it it, it divides people. It, it sort of it's it splits the audience almost fifty fifty. There are uh, one of those really so. love it, and there are a group of people who absolutely hate it. The thing is, again, he sticks very closely to the Alan Moore graphic novel. Does. But there is a very big change at the end, which if you just went from the, TV, the, the movie and went to the TV series, that will be very jarring. So you would need, that's where you need the graphic novel as well. I'm just going to, I'll just chuck this out. Yeah. It, in, in so, the movie, so the graphic novel kind of bridges the gap between both? Um, to be honest, the graphic novel there's the graphic novel is similar to the movie, so literally almost beat for beat similar to the movie. There is a, the big denouement at the end of the movie is changed where um, the um, the MacGuffin, if you will, what causes what brings about the massive attack uh, on on New York is not Doctor Manhattan as the movie describes. The movie obviously has it as Doctor Manhattan. In the comic books, in the graphic novels, it's a giant alien octopus or a giant alien squid, which is invented. Yeah, spoiler alert. Well, yeah. Yeah, thanks. No, but but that, that's interesting because I, I I do know of Doctor Manhattan because my one of my good friends is a avid comic book reader and he's he's always telling me all about Doctor Manhattan. I was like, Doctor Manhattan sounds awesome because he's he's pretty much I, I, he's like the all powerful at that point. Like you can't really yes. touch Doctor Manhattan. Absolutely yes. So what you have in the in the movie, it's he he's the big he's he's the massive explosion. However, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when you start watching the TV series, they reference the giant squid, and as such you'll see. So that's the reason why I'm saying if you just watch the movie and jump straight into the TV series, you're going to get confused and think why are the giant squid? squid? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's basically what it is. So what I would say is. Um, if you have the time, read the graphic novels and then jump into the TV series. If you don't have the time, watch the Zack Snyder cut. Go onto YouTube and go go onto when you go to YouTube. There's a uh, YouTuber I love to watch. He it's it's called uh, Comics Explained. Find the Watchmen series that he does. He he basically will go through every you know whichever comic series. Um, you want to you want to learn about, and he will just tell you the story, tell you background, tell you side stories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a great way to consume comic, um, uh, you know, stories, uh, content yeah. without having to read the comics yourself. You can just go on Comics Explained. Nice plug for Comics Explained. I'll give him a shout out as well. It's a great show. Great. To right. meet. Okay. Yeah. I, I love. I just, love. Just gonna things. insert. Just gonna insert right here. This is something that um, uh, we we will. We will edit and put towards the beginning of this whole section. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> For wow. those people who don't know, slacking here with the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it, it is <laughs> big spoiler alert. So we'll cut that out, that little bit out, put it towards the beginning of this section, so people know right at the beginning that there's a spoiler in there. Okay. Yeah, pretty. Moving to Dave is going to do his guys, guys work. Though. Moving yes. on, top five. So, yeah. So, so, um, Trey, you, you've, you've. I think you. If I, if I heard you correctly, this is the top five segment. This is a very butchered version of the top five <laughs> segment to do. But if I understand, if I understood you correctly, you said what your top one was, which was a tie between The Boys and Umbrella Academy. Did I hear that correct? I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, I almost, in some, in some way, in some aspects, I think Umbrella Academy. But again, then again, I'm not finished with it. 
in some aspects, the boys. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think personally, I think the set design and the cinematography in Umbrella Academy is amazing. I think it's brilliant. I love the color. I love the you know like the color grading and everything like that. But also at the same time, you could also make the same argument for the boys that it just has an amazing cinematography and like you know color grading and everything like that. They're both very different though. So I, I. I, I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's tied, yeah. All right, so let's, let's say that they both tied as number one. Let's go to, um, if, let's skip two, just to help you out here because you don't have that many options. So we'll say you tie for number one as the Umbrella Academy and the boys. We'll skip two. What is your third favorite um, superhero TV show? Okay, so this one's pressing a little bit because I've only like seen a few episodes, but The Flash, I'm going to have to say... Because I have nothing You've else. You've only seen a few episodes. See, the, 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 the network execs at CW are looking at you and thinking, hmm. They're probably, they're probably like, I, I don't know who this kid is, why he's here, but, you know, it's, what are you going to do, I guess? I don't know. I hope I don't get shunned by CW, but I, I, I have not watched it yet, no. Because I, I, I've heard some of my friends, they really like it, like The Flash and stuff like that, like the Arrowverse and everything like that. But I, I just... I was never that that involved with like all that stuff, you know, like all, all of like the 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 complete like traditional stuff. I, I love like the kind of outlandish, like um, very creative versions of like superheroes, like you know, Umbrella Academy and the Boys and stuff like that. I just never really turned myself into like that traditional like um, DC TV shows. Should I? Theoretically, yes, I probably should, but have I? No, I have not. <laughs> See, you're talking to a Marvel fan here. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I consume all types of, of television, all types of TV, movies, anything. I consume all of it. So I've seen all of the Flash episodes. I've seen the entire Arrow universe. Um, I even dived into Legends of, uh, of Tomorrow. I think they're great. They're, they're good shows. Let me pull that back. I wouldn't say great. They're good shows. I think Grant Gordon is amazing as uh, Flash. But I am a Marvel. I, I'm, I'm a Marvel head through and through. So I, no, I, I, I so, so my I, I was always a Marvel fan before DC, and I, I never really knew of any DC stuff. But really drove home the DC kind of. I, I don't know. I, what really drove home DC for me was Joker. Definitely, I think because like when I saw Joker, I knew that was that was like legit. I was like, that's that's like a different. Like I, I, I wouldn't see, I couldn't see Marvel doing that. You know, I thought it was just a completely different like aisle of just um, superhero. So we're talking Joaquin Phoenix. Joker? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, the Joker. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was brilliant. I was was Taxi Driver played by Robert De Niro probably a little bit better version possibly, but for the origin story of the Joker, I think that that was a brilliant movie for DC. But like you said, I. I was always Marvel all the way, the Avengers, everything like that. Um, I, cause I, I just, you know, I, I never really briefed myself in, in the world of DC, but um, hey man, for, for, cause I honestly, I don't even know of any Marvel uh, superhero TV shows. Like, are there any? Okay. okay. This is where I'm jumping in. <laughs> okay. So you have a net, you have Netflix subscription. Go and check out the following TV shows on Netflix that are Marvel. You want to start with Daredevil, and this is this is the order you you need to get a pen and you get a piece of paper and you write this down. So you need to start, yeah, you need to start with Daredevil uh, season one, uh, then go on to Daredevil season two. Uh, the reason why you, you go in that order, you go Daredevil. The Daredevil season two. They, can I can I cut you off really quickly? Actually, go on. I just remembered something. I watched The Punisher season one. So that technically is a Marvel TV show, which I completely forgot about. Absolutely. But this is the reason why I was giving you that sequence. And I was saying you should watch Daredevil season one first, <clears throat> then uh, Daredevil season two, which introduces The Punisher. Mm -hmm. Then you go and watch The Punisher season one. And my dogs are barking. My dogs are agreeing with me. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that as them agreeing. Yes, yes. <laughs> then watch Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is also on Netflix. Uh, then watch Jessica Jones season one. Then watch Luke Cage, right? Then go back and watch Punisher season two. Oh, actually, no, no not yet with Punisher season two yet. Go back to watch Daredevil season three. Then um, Jessica Jones season two. 
then Luke Cage season two. Ignore, um, what's the one? I'm, I'm, Iron Fist. Ignore Iron Fist. You don't Hi. skip Iron Fist. Skip <laughs> Defenders. Um, not because, okay, huh, I have to be diplomatic. Uh, and I know I've, I've, I'm running out of time. Well, I'll be diplomatic and I'll just say this. So Iron Fist, the first season has its issues. You can watch it and switch off your critic brain and just enjoy it. That's fine if you want to do that. And then watch Defenders, which is what I did. I watched all of them. However, you know, for time, you just want to get good stuff and good content, skip Iron Fist because they made so many mistakes. They built up, they had a great premise. Uh, it, they, the, some of the acting was good. There were issues uh, because it was rushed. So, you know, but it, it's- I, I've heard that, nice um, I, I've heard about Iron Fist that, I, I don't know what character this guy played in Iron Fist, but in Ozark season three, the brother, I forgot what his name was, Tom Felby or something like that? He is the best character in Iron Fist season one, and he is wasted in season two. That's one of the reasons why I'm saying, because he pops up in uh, in in season one as the, um, not the stepbrother, but he's sort of, um, not, he's not the stepbrother of, I can't remember the name of the characters anymore, but the main, main yeah. character. He, he kind of is the, pseudo antagonist to the main character in season one and he's a great actor and he does he does excellently with what is given to him but then yeah. he's season two but yeah i mean you watch it for you get some some great characters you will you will enjoy it if you are not overly critical you will enjoy it and just binge watch all of them so yeah but you said one but not season two yet i have yeah. a couple of recommendations myself um a bit more quirky than those. The first <laughs> one is a D DC thing called Doom Patrol. Oh, the, I I can't. I still have not watched that. You need to watch that. That is hilarious. It is so funny, but th there is some real depth there as, as well. And, yeah. And it's based on one of my favorite comic books, which is X Men. Um, you see all the sort of like the various different characters who represent X Men in there, but completely different differently yeah and the second one even though i've only watched season one there's season two and season three is legion and that is definitely related to x-men it's a marvel thing so uh, but that is very very trippy yes very, very no, no, legion legion is legion i like legion i love um uh, doom patrol absolutely love doom patrol i absolutely season two at the moment because they're releasing it in uh, it, it's not like netflix to drop everything at the moment so they're releasing on stars and i'm halfway through season two i love doom patrol legion i i did enjoy it it's very cerebral for my tastes um uh love jermaine clement again taika waititi reference connection he's in it um so he's in it as well so i absolutely agree with uh david's selections more with Doom Patrol than with Legion, but that's just to piss David off. So no, no, no. I, I have to say, from what I from what I was watching, um, Legion season one uh, trounces virtually everything else I've seen when it comes to um, superhero stuff. It's it's just so cerebral, but it's just so out there as well. Season two, I still like I, I like it actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, season two, but Doom Patrol is just. Absolutely spot on, brilliantly entertaining, really, really, really good. Not as cerebral as um, Legion. No, the, there's so much stuff that I should really catch up on theoretically, because you know, like once you're part of the like the DC universe or whatever it is, whatever like fandom you're part of, that you like you you should do your homework. The only really like the the only like even like action comics that I've ever like read were the uh, Stargirl ones just so you know get kind of get familiar with the Stargirl story but I I should I should do that because I know Jeff he was I, I either he was a producer or something like that on um Doom Patrol as well so that's you know that's and it also films here in Atlanta so I should I should definitely check that out and also the Punisher season two and Daredevil in, in not that order, in the, the other order that you previously... In the original order, start with Daredevil Season 1, Season 2, then go on to Punisher. You can cut out Jessica Jones if you want to. I think Jessica Jones is a great show, 
David Tennant playing uh, uh, Purple Man is amazing. Uh, it, wow. it's, those are great shows. And then you have uh, Luke Cage that has um, Mahershala Ali playing, I can't remember the name. Oh, really? Honestly, you get amazing acting in the Netflix TV shows. They, they were, because they started off, they were, they were great. Um, but I think obviously it's probably the whole fight between them and Disney and Marvel and whatnot. That's why properties got yanked and so on. So Netflix has stopped all of those shows. It's now going on to Disney. No, that's all. I, I was honestly surprised that they stopped Punisher. Um, you, you know, I, I never watched the second season, but um, but based off the first season, I thought they would they would really have legs. That's a, kind of a shame that 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 didn't get really um. If Disney Plus wasn't a thing, we would have gotten uh, Punisher season three. So, but at least tell me, now you, you, now you, you must tell me. Have you seen my Super X girlfriend? Just out of curiosity. No, I have not actually. I'm curious to see where this is going. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah producer David, where is this going? <laughs> I, I think I know where this is going. It's because my Super X girlfriend has Uma Thurman as a superhero, and Luke Wilson plays the. Uh, the main character. Yes. Is, yeah, of course. I, I figured that's where you were. Yeah, really? that's where I was going. Yes. My super ex yes. girlfriend, really? Yes. Your dad has an ex girlfriend who's a super. Super ex girlfriend. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now just so you just uh, super ex. Girl. Uh, it's my, my super ex girlfriend. My super ex girlfriend. Okay, I found it. Oh God, that's that's interesting. You must watch that. <laughs> it's not bad. It's I, I, I literally it's... might watch that tonight. No joke. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not bad. Now, so now you've got your list of of, of comic book uh, TV series that you you want to watch to catch up. I want to wrap up with this one question uh, to you, Trey Romano. You, you, so far, you've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, and we have guest Trey Romano. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, for these, this last hour, just, you know, rabbiting on and listening to us rabbit on about TV shows. Um, what's next for you after Stargirl? I mean, Stargirl is still moving to season two, but are you working on any other projects other than Stargirl? Yeah, and I mean, there's there's definitely stuff that that could be happening. And there's a lot of actors always say that because there's, there's never a definite in anything. But, you know, it's, it's an absolutely maybe, which my friend Josh has coined. It's like, absolutely maybe. It's, you know, so there's... There's a few of those. There's some really great stuff that I was in the mix for pre, pre-virus and everything just got shut down. So, you know, that's like during the corona, I've really been taking a lot of time to, you know, like write like I was telling you about. And I'm actually, uh, I, was, I was on Instagram one day and I was looking at the IGTV videos and I was thinking that's a great place to have original content, like theoretically. And um, my friend and I started writing a, uh, all original IGTV series. That's like a five episode series on IGTV, which is like a, like five, 10 minute segments of, you know, um, content. And my, my friend is, he, he, he's a director, you know, he wants to be a director. I'm a writer. We write together. So it was a pretty good, um, it was, it was a pretty good situation because he's, you know, he's got all of his equipment and everything and all these amazing things that he shot. And, uh, you know, we, we were gonna, we were gonna start doing that before the, uh, uh, corona ended because I'm going out to LA, you know, in the next the next month possibly. So that's uh, I I I guess that's the only project project that I'm like kind of working on. But outside of that, some professional stuff might be coming up soon. Uh, and also, uh, of course, Stargirl season two. Uh, we're gonna start filming that. I hope soon. But for right now, you know, just going off what Luke said, just trying to do my own stuff and uh, just making the most out of it. But uh, if, if, you know, if Corona wasn't here, if, you know, the whole virus thing, I, there would probably be a lot more going on clearly, but, um, for right now, you know, he's kind of got to play the cards that you're dealt. So we'll see what happens. And if anyone wants to follow you on social media, how do they get, get a hold of yeah, you? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I just at Trey Romano, no underscores, no anything, just at Trey Romano. Uh, I should probably be posting more there. Uh, than I do, but you know, I, I, I try my best. So yeah, um, follow me on Instagram at Trey, at Trey Romano. And that's pretty much all I have for it. I don't, I don't really have any other social media. Uh, so yeah. 
That's, honestly, living a clean life, just having one aspect of social life. Life. You know, too much responsibility is just, you know, not great. So just leave it with one. <laughs> Absolutely. Trey Romano, thank you very much for joining us on Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Have a great day. And you. Excellent.